0: Hello and welcome to called bank sports leave a like and let's get going. Um, so the jazz tonight ended up beating the Houston Rockets in a game that is simultaneously closer than it appeared at the end, but also <laughs> not even, um, jazz were able to get a 14 point lead in the first quarter. Uh, sorry, a 15 point lead, I believe in the first quarter and then let the Rockets absolutely come back and, and, um, ended up ha- having a tied game at the end of the se- at the the end of the first quarter. And frankly, the Jazz looked like they wanted to do everything in their power to give the game away um, in the second quarter, but they were able to power back, go to the um, half with a lead, and then keep that lead for the rest of the game. Now, the Jazz did manage to not score for the last three and a half minutes and let the Rockets go on a 14-0 run, but they were up by 22, so they still ended up winning by eight in the end. Um, overall, this game itself doesn't mean that much to me. Uh, we definitely did see that while, um, Trent Forrest has been really been, has really helped the jazz out a lot. Um, in a couple of these games, you know, and was really key in, excuse me, in their win, uh, a few nights ago, I just totally blanked on who he, um, on who he helped them pull off the win against, but he, while he was very key in those games, um, that he's definitely not ready to be a key piece in this rotation. So being able to get Donovan and calmly back, um, push him back to the deep bench like he's been on and not have to worry about him, um, having off games like he did tonight in the playoffs is what the jazz need to be able to be successful. but, This game was against the Rockets, you know, and while they, yes, they did play a game last night, I believe in Milwaukee and have to fly to Utah. The Jazz also um, played a game last night, had a really close game against the Nuggets. And um, with it being a back-to-back, Donovan and um, Mike still being out, I'm not really concerned about any issues that I saw here. Now, this upcoming Monday... When the Jazz play the Golden State Warriors, which is the game they're most likely to lose of their last four games, um, those games being against the, in this order I believe, the Warriors, Trailblazers, Thunder, and then Kings, this game on Monday I think really is probably the game that is going to show if the Jazz are going to be able to get the one seed or not. Now, while 538 um, and Basketball Reference both both predict that the Suns are going to lose two of their last five games, I really struggle seeing that. Um, Maybe if LeBron and Davis are both healthy on the Lakers and, you know, maybe Golden State or the Trailblazers are going to come out on fire and beat the Suns, but the Suns have been really good this year. Even last night when, you know, they were getting not dominated, but getting beat by the Knicks for three whole quarters They came back in the fourth quarter and made it look like a game where the Knicks were never even in the picture. So, I do really believe the Jazz are going to have to win their next four games. Um, Win out, go 54-18 and to be able to pick up the one seed. While they might be able to lose one game if the Suns end up picking up a loss here, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen, so... And I'm excited to see where this goes. And I do think the jazz are definitely capable of picking up this one seed, but Monday's the day. If they went on Monday, then I feel like they're going to have the ability to beat Portland, who I believe they're going to play in Utah. So with the fans and everything, I think they'll beat Portland and then Oklahoma city and Sacramento are two teams that, um, and that's something crazy changes for Sacramento aren't going to benefit from winning that game winning those games and are going to benefit better from the loss of having a chance of getting a better lottery pick. So uh this game was big for the Jazz to win since it's their last back to back of the year and it looks like looks like Utah is going to be able to get the one seed but again watch on Monday night because that's the game that is really going to change the landscape f- for me especially when looking at how good the Suns have been doing, I don't see them losing any of their last five. So the Jazz definitely can't lose any of their last four. Um, it was definitely a nice win ball in all day. Yeah, this was just a good win to pick up for Utah. When um, looking at team stats, the Jazz shot forty five of 80, um, made 45 of 85, which is crazy. They made two more shots than the Rockets, who um, made 43 shots. But the Rockets took 98 shots. That's an incredible they got 13 more shots than the Jazz and made two less. So uh, and what really what kept them in a lot of the first and second quarter is the fact that they were hitting three they made a lot more threes than the Jazz. The Jazz did end up with a much better percentage, but at the beginning of the game they were on fire from three. They ended up making 18 of 51 threes compared to the Jazz who only made 15, but the Jazz also only took um 38 three-point shots so that's what um that was big for utah and um free throws the jazz also had the lead in the free throws they got um seven more points from the free throw line um jazz won the rebounding battle which is pretty typical of them assists were pretty even but the jazz won there um and really again so three pointers in the first half is what kept the rockets in it along with jazz turnovers the jazz just try I, I truly felt like they were trying to give the way the game away um in the end of the first quarter beginning of the second quarter they ended up with 18 total turnovers and frankly that was just unaccept- unacceptable they were lazy passes some of them did have to do with the fact that you had Thomas in, you had Ilya Sova you had force you had these players who still aren't necessarily used to being in the lineup um But that was just really atrocious overall. I do think that it is really good though right now that we've been able to get Forrest minutes, Oni more minutes, um, Thomas, Ilyasova, that boyan has been able to have the ball in his hands more. All of these things are what's allowing the Jazz to be able to um, progress and hopefully when Donovan comes back, Fingers crossed he's able to play next Sunday against the Kings so that he gets at least one game before the playoff starts. And when Conley comes back, hopefully again sometime this week, that the Jazz um are going to have those two dominant players, those two Western Conference All-Stars, um, those two like possible Hall of Famers in the lineup— and have everybody who played without them at a higher level. If Bojan's able to keep the fire that he has when he loses, you know, eight or nine of his attempts that he's been getting over this stretch of them both being out, Utah's going to be unstoppable. And yeah, it might be rough. We might end up playing the Lakers or the trailblazers or the, or the warriors um, in the first round, but we're going to have ourselves at full strength and coming out ready to fire. Um, The Lakers are obviously the team that I am the most scared of watching. Well, of watching the Jazz play. <laughs> because if AD comes back and LeBron comes back and they're both healthy and they're both available to play at their full strength, along with Schroeder coming back, that's going to be a rough game. It could be the best time for the Jazz to play, face the Lakers if they're going to play them in the playoffs. Because even if they're healthy, they're still rusty. But it's going to be the play-in tournament adds in a lot of craziness, and if you haven't watched um, Dale in my episode that we posted earlier today about the play-in tournament, then go take a look at that. We did record it before LeBron's comment, so we don't have anything on what he said. But dang, it it's exciting, and it's exciting to be a jazz fan. I'm I, on a on a kind of a side tangent. Was talking with my brother today, and we were talking about what's going to happen with the jazz um, media deal. You know when. They're not going to thankfully not be on AT and T Sportsnet next year. If the Jazz were able to win the finals this year, I'd be really intrigued how that would leverage the availability of the um of whoever gets the Jazz media rights, and that could be really exciting. So, um, I'll get to the chat here in a second, and then take a a bit. Sorry, a bit longer of a look at the game. If you're here and haven't left a like yet, if you could do that, that'd be awesome. It helps other people um, find our videos and help us grow. So if you have any thoughts, please leave them in the chat and we're going to keep going as long as that goes. Um, Carter says, yo, yo, yo. Hey, Carter. um, Balling all day. Wow, 13 more. um, sea Chivers. At this point, I think it's impossible for the Suns to get the one seed. So I don't just because the Suns are definitely capable of going 5-0, and the Jazz are definitely capable of going 4-0. Now, while the Suns still might not have Jay Crowder, I'm not sure on that, I might be missing another person to injury, they're not missing two all-stars in Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. So, if the Jazz went and to Golden State and dropped the game this Monday, that wouldn't totally surprise me. But dropping that game could be what cost the Jazz the one seed. So, if... And this is a big if, if the Suns lose one more game, I think the Jazz are going to get the one seed. Um, I think the Jazz will be able to go three and one easily and get the one seed. Now, if the Suns don't, it's rough because it could end up tied and it could be that tiebreaker that costs the Jazz. And the first game was in the first eight when the Jazz were doing terrible. Um, second game was an overtime loss, which really stunk. And the third game was without Mike and Donovan. So the Jazz definitely had those gate had two of those games at bad times, but that tiebreaker could be what ends up costing the jazz, the one seed. And I, I think more likely than not, I don't think that the jazz are going to finish with a worst record with a worse record than the suns. I think that the jazz um, are going to finish with the same or better, but you need better to keep the one seed. Um, Carter says, do you think Snyder will just keep Mitchell and calmly the out till game? One of the playoffs, even if they're ready sooner. Um, I don't, I think that that would be a terrible move, especially with the chance of us playing the Lakers game one, and if we or uh, in the in the opening round, um, and if we play the Lakers in the opening round, we need Donovan and we need Conley to be as ready as possible, and they're already not going to be nearly as ready. So Donovan obviously won't be reevaluated until this next Saturday. I'm really hoping to see him against the Kings, and because Oklahoma, um, because we're playing. Oklahoma city and Sacramento, which are games that are important to us and not important to them. If Conley's ready um, and Donovan's ready, even if they just play for 10 minutes, I really think that that's the most important thing is to get them back in the swing of basketball. Some, so they're most ready for the playoffs, especially if the jazz, you know, lost to Portland and golden state to open up the week. Then I true do truly think that the jazz, um, should bring wouldn't really necessarily care about winning those last two games because they should have a lot more. Th- Sorry, let me get a drink of water because they do have it locked up more or less. Um, but at least getting Conley's feet underneath him and trying to get Donovan's feet underneath him just in the one game that he has a chance of playing. Um, so Carter says, I also think the Jazz will beat the Lakers in the first round in like five or six of the games, they just won't be 100%. I do think that's true. I do believe that. Um, now, I do do think we need to remember when Donovan came back from injury against the Nuggets, he had a really off game um, after coming back from concussion protocol. Like, just because they won't be 100% and they'll have those struggles doesn't mean we won't. So, based I, that's the thing. I'm concerned about where, where we will be at, I was really hoping to have Donovan and um Mike back this week just so we could be more um in rhythm come the playoffs. Now, it is important to note, if we get the one seed, um, we will be playing the first game two weeks from tomorrow. If we get the two seed, we'll be playing our first weeks. To our, the, fir- the Jazz will be playing the first game in the playoffs two weeks from today. So that one day rest could be big for Donovan and Conley. Um, Not sure how much it will be. The one seed would also allow the jazz to play the team that had to win two games um, or, or had to play two games on the road and then have a third or two games in different arenas and come play a third game in a different arena. Sorry for being so scatterbrained on that. So, Overall, one seed is definitely going to give the Jazz the best shot, even if it is the Lakers, because the Lakers are going to be out of sorts and tired um, from all the travel. But overall, looking at this, um, one seed's going to be big. And do and I really hope that we're able to get the one seed and then come out in rhythm so that we can win. And if we get lucky and the one seed ends up being Memphis or San Antonio um, or even Golden State, I do think that us full strength – will beat Golden State. We did get we did lose to them in February, but I don't think that's going to happen again even with Steph Curry um being as good as he is. So taking a look at that, I think that overall those three teams we can easily beat. Um but dang, if it ends up being the Lakers, I do think we'll win just based on like you said like you said the lack of the lack of consistency that they've had, but it's still going to be not nearly as easy as the other ones. Um so Goku san says, I think the Jazz win the chips even without Conley and Mitchell in the playoffs. Oh, I, I wish I could believe that, but I I can't believe that. The Nets are just, the Nets and even the Celtics, along with, and I said even the Celtics, that should have been the last one I said. The Nets, um, 76ers, and Bucks are just way too good for us to beat them in a seven game series, even if the, the Nets don't have Harden or Harden or Kyrie or Kevin Durant, one of those three, they're way too good for us to lose without our without our starting back, without the Jazz having their starting back court. So I I wish I could believe that, but I don't think I can. Seed um, shiver says also the Nets won't get past possibly the second round. Their defense sec- sucks, and that's a huge part of the NBA. So here's the thing: their defense does suck, but if you have Harden, Irving, and Durant. How do you guard that? How do the Jazz guard that who have, you know, the best half-court defense in the NBA? So, I mean, like, okay, let's say we put Donovan on Kyrie. Let's say we put Royce O'Neal on James Harden. Um, Who do you have guarding Durant? Like, we typically probably have Royce on there and there would be a size advantage, but Royce is good enough to make up for it. But you're just not going to be able to have someone tall on Durant, like an athletic, I mean, Conley's going to have to guard one of those guys. So do we have Royce on Durant? And then do you put Conley on James Harden or Kyrie Irving and, you know, Donovan on the other one? Like, yeah, they don't have defense. But if you can score 130 plus points a game, you don't necessarily need defense because there's not a defense that's good enough in the NBA to beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's why I said um, a while ago, I think the Wizards are the Nets' worst, worst nightmare because the Wizards, I mean, are good at force, are, I? I don't want to say they have a terrible defense. They're good at forcing sh- teams to take less profitable shots. They're not a great defensive team overall. They have been in their push to make the playoffs. But the Wizards have the firepower to fight the Nets and the Nets don't have the defense to stop it. So the Nets, I think, really can win with just offense, but we 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 will see what happens. Um, so, ball, so see ball and all day agreed with C Chivers. Um, C Chivers says next in the chat, the jazz, if they don't have to go through the suns should easily make slash win the finals. Yeah. Again, I'm just really scared of the fact that we have never played the 76ers at full strength. Um, because did we, was Ben Simmons in the second game? I can't remember if Ben Simmons was in the second game. Um, but we never played the Nets at full strength. If the Bucks made it to the finals, which is what I am cheering and rooting for, then the Jazz easily win. The Jazz are just built to beat the Bucs. So I think that also... Well, the Jazz were able to handle Denver last night, Denver did have multiple injuries. And I am still thinking back to our first two games against Denver. The first game that was sloppy on both sides and the Jazz barely won. And the second game where, yes, Denver had possibly one of the best shooting games from three-point line. From behind the arc in the history of the NBA. And they beat the Jazz. But they're a really good team. And there's a reason that the game was super close yesterday. Um (coughs) excuse me, injuries notwithstanding. So even though they don't have Jamal Murray, they've been one of the hottest teams in the NBA since he's been out. So if they have full health without Jamal Murray come the second round and that's who we're playing, I'm concerned to see them. Um, I'm also concerned about the Clippers because remember the last game we played the Clippers, even though we beat them at full strength in the first game of the season, we beat them at partial strength in the second game and then we lost to them pretty handily when they were at full strength in the third game. So I don't necessarily think th- the first round is the only round that I feel com- confident in. And we could end up with the Lakers in the first round where I still feel confident, but that's not who you want to see in the first round. Um, I-, I don't think the Jazz are locked to win the title this year. And I really want to see it happen. I think they're definitely capable of doing it. But this is, if they win the title this year, as long as, I mean, as long as there's not any major injuries, there's no doubt in my mind that they 100% deserve this because this is the deepest the Western Conference has been in how long, like maybe I'll have to go back and look, but I don't think the Western Conference has ever been this deep and the East is three teams deep right now with the Bucks, 76ers and Nets. And like, I'll say that there are four teams deep in the fact that, um, the Celtics are definitely have the talent to like go on an incredible run. And if I were to put the fifth team deep here, and this is, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, professional basketball analyst, but let's, so let me just double check the conference really quick to make sure I don't see anything, say anything too terrible. Um, Heat, I just think, had some things bounce the right way and things just aren't working for them this year. But I would honestly put the um, Wizards as the fifth team, even though they're going to be in the playing game. So um, the East isn't super deep, but they definitely do have in my like one or two more teams more than normal. This is a really... The NBA is so deep this year and so competitive this year. So that's why I don't necessarily... I'm not necessarily confident that you're going to see the Jazz just walk away with the title this year. Um, sorry, it automatically scrolled down for me. Let's see. Um, Ball and All Day says, 76ers should be favorite out of East. If Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are healthy, I can see it happening. Um, I think that the reason that I don't have them as a favorite is even though Durant has had some issues health-wise and, Harden's, and Harden is, has had some hamstring issues, I believe, this year and is... Um, possibly not going to make it back until the first round series is that the Nets um, just don't have that constant injury history that Joel Embiid has. And um, also the Nets don't really have constant playoff chokers when you look at their superstars. Um, Like Ben Simmons cannot play in the playoffs. And I truly believe that he can defend all positions and he can say that he's better than Rudy Gobert all he wants but you need to be able to score come playoffs. And the fact that he's a point guard who doesn't shoot the three, not can't shoot the three, doesn't shoot the three um, makes him just too much of a liability come playoff time. So I really, I, I think the Nets would beat the 76ers in a seven game series. Um, they're definitely very talented. And if, and if Ben Simmons doesn't end up being too much of a liability and Joel Embiid is healthy, they're capable of beating the Nets but I do think the Nets are going to walk away with it. I hate it because I don't want basketball to be just getting a big three like that with three of the best ISO scorers in the game. But they've been successful in doing it, and they I think they'll have success in the playoffs because of it. Um, Carter says, Why did Snyder play four out of five starters with the Jazz up by 20 and three minutes left in the game? Why risk it when the game is in the bag? Kind of odd. Um, That's a good question there. Uh, so that's a, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I would like to point out that with the game being in the bag though, and yeah, they did have a big lead with three and a half minutes left that the Rockets did still go 14 and Oh, so not sure what would have happened. Had you had you not had the starters in there? Um, I am going to trust Quinn to know what he's doing though. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but there's a reason that he's been coach of the year that frankly, he deserves to win coach of the year this year. Um, just with the way he's revolutionized how the jazz play basketball, I understand that the Suns have greatly improved because of, because of Chris Paul's addition. But I feel like that was more the Chris Paul addition to the team, which I didn't think was going to work. And I'll say that, that I was hundred percent wrong, but was the Chris Paul addition to the team more than Monty Williams. Um, as good of a coach as Monty Williams is. And Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau could maybe win it on the Knicks, maybe. But I still think that Quinn Snyder has possibly revolutionized or really taken the next big three-point step where the NBA is going and the jazz are going to get the one, seed, or hopefully going to get the one seed because of it. So I do think he should be coach of the year. Um, so I'm going to try not to question the coach of the year because I know a lot of people didn't like how he's been handling Bojan coming back, but Bojan now these last 10 or so games has been shooting 65% um, inside the paint and has really come back on a resurgence from three hopefully getting back up to around 40%. And, and that's why I'm going to try not to question what he's doing exactly. Um, so gaming with Devin agrees with Carter saying they should have gotten the rookies in what, what was the lineup today? So they got, um, Oh, I, I probably referred to Ilyasova multiple times in this live stream, but he wasn't in the game tonight. So oops. Um, Thomas, not a rookie, but I'm going to count it uh, since he's a new addition. Um, then Forrest and Oni. Oni's not a rookie again, but going to count it because he's a new addition. And I'm not sure. I'm sure there's other reasons why he didn't bring them in. But thankfully, no one did end up getting hurt as far as we're aware of. So there were no negative consequences to that decision f- from my understanding overall. Um, Sawyer Parker said Bogey is a good defender. He's definitely picked it up. He has definitely taken the mantle and put this team on his shoulders. Gobert has definitely helped, but man, Bogey is just saying, like, Bogey's going to be the reason if the Jazz get the one seed. He's absolutely going to be the reason. We could not have Bogey not perform with both Donovan and Mike out. And, you know... Bogdanovich has been performing and that's why the Jazz, it looks like, are going to be able to get the one seed as long as they don't drop any games here down the stretch. Um, Gaming with Devin said it was a team effort tonight. It it was. Definitely. Um, and everything's a team effort without having two of our main guys. Um, Sorey said, yeah, if they had a better center, the Wizards would be top five in the NBA. I'd be intrigued. Let me know who you'd want to see be the center for the Wizards. You definitely need more of an offensive guy. I know that it's, you couldn't really put someone like Jokic in there. Um, And I know that's a big guy who Denver's definitely not getting rid of, but you couldn't put Jokic in there because Russell Westbrook has that facilitator role. And I'll be interested to see if he's able to continue having success. He is going to average a triple double for the fourth year in a row, which is crazy to think about. It does kind of end up losing value when you basically see none of his teams have had any success with him being there. And maybe the Wizards are going to somehow turn that around. But that's my biggest concern with him averaging a triple-double is if a triple-double doesn't, you know, convert to wins and doesn't convert to um, playoff success, then what does it really value? How much is it actually worth? And I think overall, wow, I love watching Russell Westbrook play, as much as I maybe don't like Russell Westbrook, I love watching him play, and he plays with so much heart. And I don't want to discourage that. He just analytically his game doesn't work in the NBA. Um, the Nets are in twenty-three in defense. I just don't see the offense um, sufficiently offsetting. That's from Carter. So, yeah, but how much do we truly trust the Nets' defensive ranking? They are twenty-third in defense. You're right. But it's hard for me to like take everything at the full level when we really haven't seen the Nets play um, consistently this whole year. I mean, just due to injuries and due to weird resting. And if anything, I don't know if it will be the lack of offense that's hurt, that hurts them. Um, I think it might just be the Clipper scenario last year where they needed more time to meld and they needed more time to gel, and it just they didn't have it. And I think that chemistry will be a bigger issue than defense for the Nets. Um, C. Chiver said, Tell me your playoff predictions as of right now. Like my seeding predictions. Um, So let me pull up the NBA standings really quick. I don't have, I always only pull up. Oh, I guess I can. I do have those pulled up actually via basketball reference. So my play in predictions. um, Wait. Okay. Wait, current, here we go. Okay, so my playoff predictions right now. Oh my gosh. So it's between Jazz and Suns for one seed, and I'm just going to say Jazz because I'm a Jazz fan, but it, that's going to be close, and I've said that a million times. So if the Jazz get one, Phoenix gets two, Clippers get three, Um, so Dallas four, sorry, Denver four, Dallas five, Portland, I see locking in the six seed. Le- um, the Lakers are Lebron and AD are going to be back, and they're going to win whoever they play first in the playing game. It's going to happen. Um, Lebron is just too good of a player to not let that happen, and none of the teams that they're going to be playing are good enough. And so then that's kind of left between Golden State, Memphis, and San Antonio. I'm probably just going to leave to go- lean Golden State here. Again, Steph Curry is just so good. And Draymond Green, you know, is a pretty consistent player and a and a good team player. I don't know if he's a good teammate, but he's a good team player. Uh, but I could definitely see Memphis sliding in at eight. I don't think San Antonio is going to be successful in the playing tournament. Um, as for predictions, um, Jazz... With what I said, Jazz win the first round, Phoenix wins the first round, um, Clippers win the first round, and Denver wins. So even though it's deep, I would take one through four. And then I think I'd put Jazz over Denver, even though that would be a rough series. Um, Clippers over the Suns. And then I don't know what would happen in the Western Conference Finals. I I think the Jazz are capable of winning, but it would be be hard. It's going to be hard. The first series, the first round series, is going to be the easiest for the Jazz, especially if they sla- grab the one seed. But the next two, they could definitely lose. And if they don't, and depending on who they face in the second round, um, they need to at least get to seven games for me to feel like it was a success. And personally, Western Conference Finals is what I want. But if you lost in seven to, you know, a really good Denver Nuggets team, I have a hard time being really down about that. I, I would be really down, but I don't know how logical that would be. Um sorry, Scott scrolled down again. Um Will Jensen, I still don't know how the world how in the world to stop LeBron in the playoffs. Again, that's why the Lakers are just gonna be so good. It's gonna be hard. And even though Drummond isn't a great player, the fact that they're going to have AD and LeBron, who are great players, um, playing together, and then you also have to have someone size to guard Drummond is going to make things really hard to guard them come playoff time. Um. Yeah, if he keeps getting injured, that helps. Um. You are right, Gaming with Devin. I, I don't want to wish that. I want the Jazz to win, but I don't want to wish injuries on people, even though I totally get that that makes the path easier for um, Utah. Goku-san says, Jazz have been breaking all kinds of records in the league, and I believe they will win the chips. They have really been. Honestly, the record I'm shocked that they haven't, broken this year yet um is i'm shocked well is a team record i'm shocked no one has made nine threes we keep getting all of the eight eight three pointers made eight three pointers made but i i really am shocked no one's made nine threes yet and maybe it'll happen this upcoming week but i i really thought that that would be broken this year um gaming with devin bogey had had a had a record night yesterday 48 points yeah that was awesome um Most points scored by a Jazz player in a regular season game since Carl Malone scored 56, I think, which is really crazy. And I think Donovan might, you know, drop a 50-point night this upcoming season. But it's crazy to think how long it's been since the Jazz have just had these proficient scorers that they've had. They've had good players, um, but no one who's just so good at scoring like Bojan is. Or so capable of taking over the game like, um, like, like Donovan is and has and has done and did it in the playoffs a lot last year. Um, Sorry Parker said it surprised me that the Lakers won the finals last year and that the Heat got to the finals. Um, Lakers winning didn't surprise me. What surprised me the most was Denver getting as far as they did. Not Denver beating Utah, but really the Clippers just having no chemistry in that second round. I the Heat getting there, the Heat definitely benefited from COVID and were more successful in that type of environment. Um now there can definitely be they definitely might have made the made it there in the regular season, but I, I did think that the Lakers I did think the Clippers were the better team last year, but the Lakers have the chemistry and they had their players playing together and the Clippers didn't. So the Clippers definitely have an advantage of finally having a year's worth of chemistry or so under their belt this off season. Um, C Trevor said, I watched a video on ESPN yesterday and they gave the Lakers a 60% chance of winning the finals this year. Yeah. I think that's straight BS just to stop reading. Um, I, I, so, and it really depends for me i guess on their statistics since well yes i think things are crazy um statistics i mean they can be relatively accurate like a lot of the time even though i think things are crazy the stats end up being right because the people they're paying like they're not um they're not paying sports broadcasters like the guys on the tv to run the statistics so do i think the lakers have a 60% chance Absolutely not. I think if anything that that number is probably running them at full strength, healthy and high chemistry, which they're not going to have. And because of that, well, I do think that the Lakers, you know, if we're running that full strength, full chemistry setup are most likely to make it to the finals and have a chance of beating the Nets, who I think again, full strength, full chemistry are most likely to make it there. Um, I think they have, a. I definitely could see them having that 60% chance. I just don't think they are based on their current health right now. Um sorry. I absolutely just lost where I was at. Will Jensen said, I want to see some um doke soon. Oh, I want to see Doke soon too. I don't know if we'll see him a lot until next year. Maybe if we're destroy destroying the thunder or destroying the kings. But I do wonder how much Quinn Snyder feels with his injury. Um, if it's actually worth putting him on in a couple games and we're not going to see him in the playoffs, barring some crazy crap happening. Um, so, Eric Parker said, I don't think the Lakers will get past the second round. Second round, they'd possibly be playing the Clippers. So, I totally see that. I totally think it's possible in a world uh, in this that they don't get past the second round. I just have a really hard time riding LeBron out of anything. And that's because anytime you try to write, write LeBron out of something, you know, he just reminds you why he is possibly the best player of all time. So I, I could see them going out early, but I, I just have a hard time of writing LeBron James out of stuff. Um, Sawyer Parker said, "Royce was nice in the fourth. He really was tonight." Um, do you like the idea of Jokic becoming best player? So I definitely think Jokic should get the MVP this year. Um, LeBron obviously can't get it because of all his injuries. And while there's this narrative that Embiid deserves it, no, you have to play the games. And Embiid has not played enough games. um, And he hasn't played enough games against high-quality centers in the NBA. Maybe the narrative about him intentionally skipping those games isn't true. But I need to see Embiid play at least 60 games in an 82-game schedule, like at least a quarter of the games. Give me that and I would consider Embiid there. While he is really good, he's just not consistent enough and consistency from a health perspective is part of being the MVP. I do think that, you know, Luka Doncic is going to take over LeBron's place as just the consistently best player in the NBA. I, I mean, I have a hard time saying, you know, in these past few years that LeBron J. Well. I mean, over the last five, seven years, saying that LeBron James isn't the most valuable player. Um, other players are just going to win that because it is definitely kind of a narrative or narrative award that shifts and depends a lot on improvement or changes to the game that players bring. And LeBron is just consistently an amazing player. Um, he's not necessarily doing MVP narrative things. And this year he was, but once he got the high angle sprain, he was out of that discussion since you need to play. And just like LeBron James can't be in it because he hasn't played. Um, and can't be in it because he doesn't play. Um, C Trevor says, LeBron said, I'll never be at a hundred percent again. Yeah. He did say that because a hundred percent LeBron is eight years ago. But if he, and I know there's the LeBron Jordan debate and some people want to throw in other names, but if the best player in the league is at 90% of his prime. Well, and the best player in the history of the NBA is at 90% of his prime. Yes. He'll never be at a hundred percent again. That does not mean that he is not the best player in the league right now. I don't necessarily know if think he is per se, but he is a top five player and he's that good. Even if he's not at a hundred percent, um, so, Sawyer Parker said no Donovan had 56. So I'll I'll double check after the show. I'm pretty sure Donovan's Let me let me look up Donovan right now. I'm pretty sure that Donovan um has not put up 50 plus um in the regular season. He did definitely he's definitely put up more than 50 in the playoffs. Um can't question that, but I think that that's the difference here is when we look at like right well, the jazz haven't had a triple double in the regular season for over a decade, but Ricky Rubio against Oklahoma city, at least I think it was Ricky Rubio um, a few years back in the playoffs had a triple double. So that division is always kind of like, you know, a big division, uh, a big division, a big division to make. So um, according to basketball.realgm.com. NBA regular season career highs for Donovan Mitchell. He's put up 46 three times. um, And he, last time he did it was January 16th, 2020 against the Pelicans. So he has, so bogey put up 48. So bogey does have um, the highest, the most points scored recently of a jazz player in the regular season. Playoff career high was 57 against the Nuggets for Donovan with that overtime. But just looking at regular season, um, Bojan does have that record, per se, right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Sherby the Future said, y'all like, well, let me read this really quick. Y'all like watching the 12 tribes of Israel play sports? How we're pretty good, specifically the head tribe. Oh my gosh. Um, Can I delete this? Sorry, guys, for that um, language here. Um, If you'd like... We just try not to... um, Please don't curse. I'm not going to say that I don't curse, but we're trying to create an environment here that is welcome, and so please don't curse in the chat. Um, I'm not sure if I haven't made that clear. Just please don't do that. Um, um, So more comments on on Donovan's career high Um, orbit X says jazz just have too many tools. They really do. And man, watching just jazz players go off is so much fun. Um, Carter went back to the 60% chance of winning the finals that ESPN put the Lakers at. Um, Kershawn Johnson made that prediction. He doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah. The Lakers are definitely, if they're healthy, I'm terrified. I just don't think they're going to be healthy. And I think that the, West is too deep for an unhealthy Lakers team to survive too long. Um, Before Donovan got hurt, he had a chance because he had like 30 to 40 points a night from Sawyer Parker talking about the MVP race. I'm assuming he definitely was in the discussion. Um, The jazz played too much team basketball um, this season for Donovan to have won the MVP since he can have games where he lets other players, you know, go out and play well Not that he was playing poorly per se, but he just doesn't need to have the ball in his hands. And like, I'm I'm not going to knock Steph Curry since this year he doesn't have players to share the ball with. But that's why Steph's in the MVP conversation. It's not because, you know, he's. it's not because um, he's only putting up 40 plus points a game because there's nobody (laughs) because there's nobody else on his team so that's what's kind of hard about this. I I do personally think that while Donovan would be the pick if the Jazz won MVP, that while there's been while Gobert has shown that it's hard for him to put the team on his back per se without Donovan and Conley being in the being here, um, that Gobert truly is the most valuable player on the Jazz because you take away him and we're just not able to play defense at the same level, and we lose a lot of games this year that we would have won. Um. So yeah, Sawyer says Corey is crazy. He totally is crazy. Um he is really good and he's revolutionized three-point shooting. I'll be interested to see where Trey Young goes with his career. Um and frankly here in the next 5-6 years, where three-point shooting is in the NBA. I I think that we could see Trey Young as you know, an above-average three-point shooter but not an elite three-point shooter. I really think we might see some players who are able to shoot 46-47% from 3 like consistently as a ball, as a starter who's out there, put it, who are, they're putting up like, you know, 10 plus attempts per game that we've just scratched the surface of the three. And I don't think it's ruining the game right now, but you know, in 10 years, ask me again and I could have a completely different opinion. Um, Carter says newsflash Vogel said injured LeBron James, not attending Lakers games due to isn't due to medical reason. When asked why Vogel said, he's not, he's just not here. All that LeBron isn't supporting his team. So, yeah, that is odd. I believe that was after the Clippers game. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me since the Clippers game is in LA. Um, now, there could be reasons. I, I don't necessarily think that injured players being at a game is always the most important thing. And I don't know everything. But seeing donovan and conley on the road with the jazz like kind of a, have always raised a question with me i'm like is it would it be better for them just to be sleeping at home every night and like not taking late flights and treating their body right in salt lake city and not putting themselves through certain stresses that are minor but exist on the road so um and maybe lebron's ankle is fine and he's not playing I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's who LeBron is, and we'll see. maybe there are, are problems there, and maybe he's capable of playing right now, but just don't, they don't benefit a lot from it since like, really, what is the difference between the seven or the eighth seed? It's home court advantage. How important is that right now um, when it comes to that playing game? Like did LeBron just kind of give up when it and said, like, well, we'll get to the eighth seed and we can win a game? I, I don't know, but I, I don't think LeBron James as a competitor would be doing that. And maybe he isn't always the best teammate, but I do think he is one of the best competitors in the NBA. So, looks like I'm caught up on the chat. If I missed any of your comments, please draw, um drop in the chat and we can keep going, but... Um, if as long as if we're not gonna see anything else. Thank you so much for everyone tuning on. It's been a long time since we've had um, you know, a 15 plus minute stream. So being able to get to 45 plus is awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um Carter says, I think he's just a bit better about the situation. Maybe. I definitely disagree with his play comments. Um, the playing is great for the NBA. It might not be ideal for the players, for individual players and individual franchises. But that is a business decision for the NBA as a whole. And it will make the NBA better, not only as a product, but as um, a business for years to come. And I talked a lot about that in the episode Dale and I dropped today. And I can get more into it if you guys want. But the fact that tanking has a lot of tanking has disappeared this year, and tanking is what makes the NBA miserable to watch shows why the playing tournament needs to be here to stay. And I will die on that. If you can come up with something better, well, I, oh, I, I won't die because of the playing tournament. It's definitely not worth it to me. But if you can come up with something better than the playing tournament, please give me that pitch and I will listen to it. But what the playing tournament is better than anything else. The NBA has done to prevent tanking, um, ever in my opinion. Um, Gaming with Devin, MJ or LeBron. So you you realize you're asking a jazz fan, fan MJ or LeBron. And I'm gonna say LeBron because I can't stomach losing to MJ twice. And also, like, people talk about growing up with um MJ versus growing up with Kobe, and I've grown up with LeBron. So while there's definitely a lot of push for MJ, and it's probably the right answer. Like the fact that I grew up with LeBron and he's the face of the NBA in my mind, Um, I'm going to go with LeBron. So it's more of a nostalgia thing than me having a really solid argument. Um, Sawyer Sawyer Parker says, I know Westbrook and Harden have like 10 plus assists per game, but they aim for that and are trying to do that compared to like someone like Conley getting um, 10, not aiming for that. They kind of play selfish. Yeah, I do think it's interesting how the triple double assists kind of end up coming off as selfish, and I think I don't know if I have access to this, but listening to David Locke talk about points gained is if even with a, if with a triple double, you are being less efficient than um than an average player, you know, just playing the game like normal, then your triple double doesn't mean anything, and it's just a flashy stat you need to be bringing more value to your team than you're taking away. And Russell Westbrook just typically, even with those amazing numbers is just taking away from the value of his team. He's not efficient enough or doing the right things to have him bring value to the team as a whole. Um, Carter says, awesome. uh, Carter. Thanks for that comment. I really appreciate it. Um, So thanks Carter. And um, I'm excited. Dale and I, are really excited for the playoffs coming up here. We're excited to see how it goes. Pro- um hopefully most of the games are in the evening not the afternoon so that we're ac- we're able to do some more interaction with them and not have to just be at work but we're definitely excited and uh I need to talk with him about a couple things but we do have some exciting stuff coming up in the future. So if you haven't subscribed please Subscribe, and hopefully we're going to drop something this next week. I, I do need to confirm with him, but we've hopefully got something exciting coming up for the playoffs. Um, wait till Magic Johnson buys the Lakers. Oh. I mean, what I could see happening is, and I don't know how many minority Lakers, owner Lakers there are. Um, obviously, the bus family is the are the majority owners. I could see him maybe getting a stake, but I don't ever see the bus family selling. So we'll see. That would be crazy, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Gaming with Devin Jordan Clarkson did definitely just destroy the Rockets ankles tonight. Um, He's been really fun to watch. He's going to win Sixth man of the year. I think that you could honestly make a case that Joe Ingles deserves it more than him. Unless you look at the fact that Joe Ingles has been starting a decent amount of games with Donovan out and he typically fills in the starting role when someone's out in the rotation. Um, But yeah, Joe Clarkson is definitely deserving to be in that conversation and I'm not going to take anything away from him if he, if he wins that award. So thank you so much for everyone tuning on, tuning in. It was awesome to be here. Um, See you guys Monday after the um, Warriors game and let's just fingers crossed that the Jazz pull the one seed. So thanks again, everyone. If you haven't subbed, please sub. And if you haven't left a like, please do. So thanks again and have a great night.